Okay, we're live. We're going to try this again. We tried it once before. Video went out. Wi-Fi in the shed is uh, is struggling mightily. Uh, Oklahoma State wins 85-77. They beat West Virginia on the road. Third straight year that they've won in Morgantown. We've got Kyle Cox on the line. Kyle's a writer for us, uh, editor. He does everything. He's, he's awesome. Uh, but we're going to talk to him about the game, take a few questions. Hopefully the Wi-Fi uh, is good enough that we last 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It uh, looks good right now, so we'll see. As always, thanks to Coop uh, for sponsoring this. They've been an awesome partner for us. Um, we're going to actually put the audio out, out uh, on the website for this one. We're going to try to start doing that more in terms of post-game stuff in 2019. So do the video, but also put the audio out so you guys can listen uh, via your phones or however you want to listen. So Kyle Cox, how are you doing, man? Pretty good. Good. Uh, round two of this, take two. Should we see if see if it works this time. <laughs> we got the bugs worked out. Yeah. First time. Hopefully. Uh, biggest takeaway from the game was blank. Um, the play, their their offense played was in control and just kind of took what the defense gave them. Um, and Isaac Likely might be a dude. Yeah, Isaac Likely was unbelievable, and he really took over in the second half. I thought Cam McGriff was really good in the first half, and it felt like Oklahoma State had the best player on the floor in both halves, whether it was Cam in the first mm-hmm. half or Ice in the second. And I, yeah. I just I, I couldn't get over how impressed I was by by Ice just not, – not only that he took over, but the way in which he took over. We were talking about this earlier, but we've seen so many teams over the course of – you, you know, you've watched as much or more Oklahoma State basketball than I have. We've seen so many OSU teams settle for threes, settle for jumpers when they should be getting to the rim. And I thought my favorite stat of the day, and, and Ice kind of epitomized this, was Oklahoma State only shot five threes in the second half, but they shot 22 free throws. They got to the rim. They got free throws. Did you notice that as well? Yeah. And, yeah, like like you said, they had five in the second half. And the ones the ones they had in the first half were all within the flow of the game. Yeah. It all was the result of ball movement and setting someone up, um, and that that's a big difference. So yeah, I, that and I, back on likely, I just think that he really he didn't look like a freshman out there. No. He he was taking care of the ball. This is his first game without a turnover in the most minutes he's ever played this season. Um, so. Had a career or tied a career high in rebounds, which was big because a lot of those fast breaks were started, and some a couple of them were started and ended by him. So, kind of a little Russell Westbrook thing: grab the ball and just get down there and score before the defense has a, time, a chance to to set itself. So, well, and, and um, to that point, Oklahoma State only had five turnovers overall, which is right. by far the fewest they've had all year. The fewest before that was nine against A and M Corpus Christi back in December, and the fewest yeah. the fewest West Virginia has given up. Uh, from the data that I had, it goes back to 2011. I think that was the uh, first, their last year of the Big East, maybe. I think 2012 was their first year of the Big 12. Uh, the fewest they've given up in any game is four to Baylor back in 2014. So this was the second fewest turnovers, not given up, created. Uh, this was the second right. fewest turnovers they've created, uh, in the last seven years. And, and, and for an Oklahoma, an Oklahoma State team that's inexperienced and young and kind of doesn't seem like they know what they're doing at times, I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do think there's we do have to have add the caveat that this West Virginia team is not the same West Virginia team that they played last year even. 
Um, they they don't even they're not even using the same like full court press all the time that yeah. Huggins likes to use because I think they said in the broadcast that he doesn't feel like he has the personnel to do it. So, um, but that's not what you know. OSU can only play the teams on their schedule, and any team any road win in the Big Twelve, much less in Morgantown, is is a big deal. And that's three straight now, so that's that's pretty huge. Yeah, it, it's it's massive, and you know. You don't want to project too much, but for, you know, I, I was, I joked about this in my five thoughts, which is up on the site right now, but I thought Marshall, uh, Scott, uh, he, he said in his predictions that Oklahoma State wouldn't finish last in the Big 12. He thought they would have a good second half of the season. I don't know if he said good, but better and win a, a game in the Big 12 tournament. And I thought that was, I don't know. I thought he was a little crazy for saying that, but <laughs> they, they've played pretty well the last few games. I feel like there's some, there's some genuine excitement. And I, look, I know they haven't been playing Kansas. Uh, they lost to OU. They they still have to play TCU a couple times. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying they're going to win ten games in the Big Twelve, but I, I do feel like they've created a little bit of momentum now, and they can take that into the last how many fourteen games of of the regular season. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it is easy to look at their their record coming into Big 12 play, and it's like the worst, I think it was the worst, I have to double check, but I think it was their worst non-conference start yeah. first year, yeah. like in the early 80s. Yeah. So, but they played such a tough non-conference schedule, I think that kind of, you know, has to be taken into account, and the fact that, I mean, the team is so young. We saw last year, I think they had, obviously, they had more returning talent last year, but I think this might be a better, high, a higher ceiling team this year with all the, the pieces he has. And we saw last year how Boynton, you know, how the team got better as the year went along. So there's still a lot of youth there, and there's still, there's, you're probably going to see, you know, Isaac Lightley might come out and, you know, lay an egg next, next week. Yeah. But I think that with Boynton's coaching ability, and he seems to be able to coach these guys up, I, I, I could foresee them, you know, having a lot better second half of the season or second half of the year. So Yeah, and I think it matters, like, the context with what, with which you view this season. I, I have always looked at this season as some sort of um, stepping stone for next year, for the year after that. And, and so if you're viewing it like that, I think there's, I think there's legitimate excitement. Like, uh, Isaac Likely is a freshman, and he's apparently – I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be great, but he, he clearly has a pretty high ceiling. I mean, he, he can be really good. Uh, Curtis, jo- mm-hmm. Curtis Jones is a sophomore, I believe. Um, Maurice Kalou doesn't look like a freshman. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but he's, he shows uh, some signs. And then they've got, uh, obviously the freshman coming in. They've got, um, they've got Cam and Lindy coming back. I think, I think, I think there should be legitimate optimism about this Oklahoma State team. Not, yes, for the rest of this year, but also into next year and beyond. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was always going to take more than one year. I mean, if anybody expected them to, you know, just miss the tournament, maybe they should have made the tournament last year. And with everything that they lost experience-wise, it wouldn't realistic to it wouldn't be realistic to expect them just to come out and you know, finish in the top half of the Big 12 or something like that this year. Yeah, no, not at all. Okay, you guys send in questions. You've got, uh, we just, I think you just wrote a piece on on Likely. I just got done with five thoughts. So we've been, we've been kind of grinding over some writing. But if you guys that are watching have any questions, let us know. Like I said, we'll put the audio out of this out there. We'll also put the video uh, up on the website. 
Um, so yeah, shoot us some questions about Oklahoma State hoops or whatever, whatever you guys want to talk about. Do you have any other? Did you have any? What do you think about Dizzy today, Kyle? About Dizzy? Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty sweet reverse and one. Which <laughs> I don't know how many and ones has he had in his career. That's probably it was. It was like, maybe the first. I don't know. It was like the uh, the Steph Curry uh, reverse and one against Kansas in the NCAA tournament. Exactly the that? same. <laughs> yeah, basically he's the same player, basically, <laughs> except for when he like I think there was two plays today where he either tried to break down like split two defenders and it either went off his forehead or <laughs> there was a couple goofy ones out there. But no, he played pretty good. He shot the ball well. He had that trailing three in transition that was a pretty big shot early in the game. The, the Dizzy experience is amazing because he, he acts, he almost acts like the 13th guy on the roster. And I love this about him in terms of, of the way that he acts on the bench. I mean, he's always screaming and, you know, doing the, the, uh, the bow and arrow. Thing. Like he's just, he's crazy. He's, he's a lunatic, but he also, he both acts like the, sorry. He, he, no, I was going to say, he both acts like the 13th guy on the roster and like the, the best player on the roster. <laughs> At the same time. And he's also lights out. And you could see he, he had a couple of deep threes in the first half. And West Virginia's bench was just seething. I don't know if it was over whether they didn't think he was going to make them or they wanted a guy, <laughs> out, a guy out on him or what. But they were so mad that he was taking and making these threes. And it, it's – I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to – I love the experience. I don't know how to feel about Dizzy overall because – on a really good Big 12 team, does he get a ton of minutes? Probably not. But on this team, it's a lot of fun, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a personality for sure. And he's yeah. Uh do you want do you want to talk about Curtis Jones real quick? He almost got that extra shot to to where the rim caught fire earlier in the in the first half. The the NBA jam on fire? Did you Yeah, did you I see, thought it was gonna happen. Did it was you close. See the uh, the three that he that he like clanked in? Yeah, that one was silly. But that's just the ones that when you're getting close to get on fire, that's those are the ones that fall in. The ones when you just launch it from like the other free throw from the paint from the other side and it goes in. That's totally true. I th- I think you know, I watch him and he is you can tell he's extremely athletic. I think he doesn't mm-hmm. I think he doesn't totally know where to go or what to do yet, it seems like. And maybe that's true of, of all these guys. I think they're still trying to figure some of this stuff out, but I think that he is he appears athletic enough to be a pretty good piece. I don't know about a starter, but a pretty good piece on a on a, a Big 12 contender, like a top 4 or 5 Big 12 team. Yeah, I think he could be like your six a really good six man on a good Big 12 team. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um okay, we got no questions. So, I guess people are, I guess people are not excited about uh beating West Virginia yeah, on the road. I mean, I sent out a tweet like, you know, we joke about stuff like Boynton owns um, Bob Huggins. And people are getting on me like Boynton stinks in January. And it's like, my gosh, what do you, what do you guys want from us? Do you want us to just fire everybody? You know, they're, they're two and two in the Big 12. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what people want. Yeah. I saw that. <laughs> uh, okay, that's all I got. You got anything else for me? Um, 
No, nothing comes to mind. Just uh, Cam played good. Other than the, he missed a lot of shots, but I did. We did. Uh, you know, your went out uh, early with that foul trouble, and it looked really quick. Like Contravius Jones was going to be like the answer because he came out and made that hook shot. Yeah, and then he really didn't. He did. I didn't say he didn't do anything because they needed someone in the paint. But that's his first game since what was it forty eight games and forty two days ago. Yeah, this is the first time he got the yeah. floor, and I was I, I'm kind of curious. They said he was available. Boynton had said earlier in the week that he would be available today. But I'm curious if the fact that uh, Yor picked up his fourth foul just kind of made that happen. I, I don't know if he was going to play or not. Who knows? Yeah, but, I thought I thought Yor not coming back was kind of weird, didn't you? Yeah, that's that. You know, they were talking about when is he going to come back in the game? Is he going to come back too soon? And he didn't at all. So, yeah, that, but that I was, mean, that was odd. Contreras Jones is a big body. You can tell the difference because Yor is obviously, I think, the better player and the better defender, but he's a lot uh, slimmer fella, and uh, <laughs> they, weren't pushing, they weren't pushing old Kent off the block. So, that, so if he can get in there and, and be effective, that's, that's huge for OSU. Well, and to your point, I mean, West Virginia got, I think they out-rebounded Oklahoma State off, on the offensive rebounds, 18-9 to 9 or 19-9, to 9, something like that. And then they got, uh, they had 24 second-chance points to Oklahoma State 6. I think it's, it's sort of remarkable that Oklahoma State won given how many right. fewer shots they took. They took 10 fewer shots than West Virginia. And they were, and it's the same thing like like the Texas game. Yeah. And it was all from shooting. Now that, that begs the question, how sustainable is this? Are they going to be able to continue to shoot the three as well as they have the last two games? I mean, they weren't, they weren't just lucky, all lucky shots, but you know, I think they got out. Did they, no, they did out rebound Texas, but either way. Yeah. They, if they can keep shooting three like this, then they'll probably be okay. But yeah, you, I'm sure those aren't the, the stats that uh, Boynton like to see on the on the sheet after the game. Yeah, and I think, but I think to like what you said about Contravius, if they can get him some like, even if he plays like eight minutes a game, like you're you're not. I mean, they're big guys right now. It's basically Kim and Yor and uh, Prey. Like pray that nobody gets in foul trouble because yeah, right. You're, you're throwing in a freshman and Duncan Demuth. You're like throwing Lindy down there, kind of. It's kind of a mess down low, and I think I think that's the excitement about 2019 and 2020 is you've got some big guys coming in that I think can be a legitimate threat down there. But yeah, I th- I mean Contravius contributing is. Is big. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot. He played five minutes, but if he can give you six, seven, eight, nine minutes and get a couple of rebounds, mm-hmm. I think that's a big yeah. deal. And I think that that. I mean, you. Yes, you're right. You can't keep playing these games where a team outscores you on second chance points, twenty four to six. So who knows? Maybe they can get him a little playing time and uh, and and uh, you know help their big guys out. We did get a couple questions here. Okay. Uh, do you think that Oklahoma State can get to the big dance? I'm not ready to go that far. <laughs> I think they can. I mean, obviously they can. It's really early, but they would have to really uh, rattle off some wins here in these next few home games that they have. I think, so. the, I think the better question is what would it take after starting 6-6 six and six in non-conference for them to get I think we looked at, looked at the numbers. They would have to – I can't remember what it was, but to get to 14 wins, I can't remember. They had to win eight Big 12 games to get to 14 wins. Yeah, they, was that right? They'd have to go eight and ten. 
to just to get to 14 wins. I think, and is a 14 win team going to get into? Yeah, no. I think I think you'd have. No. I think you'd almost have to win. I think 10 would be if you win 10 Big 12 games. That's bubble. And I think if if you win 11, you're probably in. Maybe if they're on the bubble and they have these quality wins like this, maybe the committee looks at last year and the way they scheduled the non-conference and they probably get the nod. But that's still saying a lot to get 10 wins. I mean, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did they win last year? Eight, nine? Uh, I think they won. I think I think they went nine and nine or eight and ten, something like that. Yeah, it was, I think it was eight. I think no, it was eight. Yeah. So for them to get to eight and ten, for them to get to ten, and they, and they beat Kansas and West Virginia uh, on the road last year. <clears throat> of course, I guess they beat West Virginia on the road this year. But I was thinking about how last year's team was so much like uh, this year's football team, in that they would win these big uh-huh. games and then they lose to Kansas State and Baylor, and you're like, right, wait a second, well, just. Collapse down the stretch too. Yeah, like be up with three minutes left, up eight, and lose. Yeah. Um, so. so yeah, I'm sure Mike Gundy can identify with that. Okay, that's all we got. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you're listening to the audio, thank you for doing that. Again, Coop is our sponsor. Uh, they've been a great partner for us. And uh, Kyle, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. Enjoy a few coops, and we'll talk soon. Tweet. See it. See it.